Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Cyber Church, where we're going to answer the question, is this the end? You know, people are always contacting me, probably because of the fact that I wrote the book uh, Apocalypse uh, about the second return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and let me say this, so many people write me after they read this book. So this is the first thing I've ever read that gives me hope. This is the first thing I've ever read that gives me confidence. Well, I got news for you. We got every reason in the world to have confidence in, uh, in God as we enter into these end times. You know something? Uh, I, want, I, I, I want to clear up some of the misunderstandings. You know, deception, sometimes deception happens in our heart because it is very intentional by another person who wants us to think a certain way or to believe a certain way. Now you need to understand you, you have an entire system out there in the news media, uh, in the elitist, uh, government leaders. In other words, in all, all areas of, of science in the medical community, uh, and much of the religious community, you have people that want you to be deceived so that they have control of you. You know, I have said this for decades, uh, you know, as a substance abuse counselor, one of the things that, that we learn in our training is that codependency is the mother of all addiction. Well, I got news for you. Codependency, even though you'll never see those actual words in the Bible, codependency is at the core of everything that is wrong with the world because codependency is where we look to some source. We depend on someone um, to meet needs in our life that only God himself can meet. And everything about our society, everything about our educational system, everything about the governmental system, everything about the religious system is designed to make you codependent, make you dependent on everything and everyone except God so that other people can control you and benefit from your fear and insecurity. So there, there's a whole system out there designed for the purpose of deceiving you. But then there is the self-deceit that we enter into because of the fact that we are functioning in so much unbelief. We, ignorance and unbelief. In ignorance, we don't know the Word of God. In unbelief, we've read it, but we just don't trust it because we don't know God himself well enough to trust what he said. I got news for you. You cannot trust what someone says beyond how well you know them, but on how, you know, how much you experience them keeping their word. And sadly, uh, the majority of Christians don't read the word for themselves. They don't say God for themselves. They never put these, they never put God's truth is into practice. They never, uh, uh, they never walk out there and rely on God. And so the real truth is most believers, mm, they're filled with unbelief because they've, they've never experienced God enough to discover that he is in fact incredibly reliable. You know, uh, <clears throat> one of the most important passages or simple passages of scripture about the end times is actually found in Matthew 24. And Jesus starts out talking about 
what is the most powerful weapon the enemy has, and that is deceit. And he says, take heed that no one deceives you. Now, I'm telling you, I don't know how to say this. You know, I wrote a letter to our world changers this week. And I said, you know, I'm just in this terrible position in that I need to help you understand how to navigate, victoriously navigate the times that we live in. But the problem is, is if you can't admit where we really are, then you don't want to hear the solutions. And so, uh, you know, we're facing the same kind of thing that Israel faced before it fell and went into captivity. And that is, uh, you know, the prophets that were, you know, you got your prophets of doom and gloom and man, I'm telling you the prophets of doom and gloom every year. I mean, almost every year, at least every decade since I have been a believer and man, they step up and they, you know, they prophesy that the tribulation is here, that the end is here and da, 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 and throw people into fear and panic. You know, it amazes me that so many of these people have been wrong for the last 50 years and still every time they come out with a new prophecy, people jump on it. So you got the prophets of doom and gloom. And then on the other hand, on the other side, you got, you, you got the, the prophets that say, oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You know, nothing's going to happen. Well, I got news for you. God had strong words to say to those people because those people keep you from preparing. And what was interesting, you know, when you look at what happened with Israel and Judah uh, in the Old Testament, when they failed, when they went into captivity, you realize that most of the prophets that tried to say, this is what's happening, and uh, and this is what you can do to prepare for it. Most of those prophets were persecuted. I mean, Jeremiah was 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 put in a prison in a pit, if you will. And and so it, it, and one of the reasons for it is because people who don't know God, they don't want to hear what's really happening. And if you don't want to hear what's really happening, then there's no way you can hear what you need to hear to prepare for it. And so I'm in that difficult position. You know, I'm a positive, upbeat person, man. I'm always pointing toward hope, always pointing toward confidence. But the thing is, uh, hope and confidence is worthless if it's false hope and if it's false confidence. But also when you're facing a potential tragedy, you need to understand where you are. You know, I've, I think I read this scripture back when we first started this, this series where I talked about the fact that one of the great strengths and one of the secrets behind King David's incredible victory, military victories and governmental victories, was came from the tribe of Issachar, where it said of the tribe of Issachar, there were those people who understood the times, therefore they understood what Israel should do. If you do not understand the times, then you will never, never understand what you need to do, even when God's trying to tell you, even when he's trying to lead you. So, let me just say this, almost immediately when somebody starts talking about this being the end times or even asking the question, is this the end times? Well, then I, I know right off the bat that they don't understand, they don't understand the times, they don't understand the Bible. Because I want you to realize something. When Jesus comes back, that is not the end of times. That, that's, that's just nonsense. The Bible does not say that. 
And Jesus is not coming back to destroy the world. Jesus is coming back to bring peace to a world that has totally abandoned his word, that has totally abandoned God, that has turned to every source outside of God that calls good evil and evil good. And he's coming to show us how to have peace in the world where he will reign for a thousand years and we will discover, you know what, if we just trusted God, it could have been like this all along. And then after the thousand year reign, there will be one more rebellion and then comes the end. And that's where we leave this realm of time and space as we know it and we enter into the realm of eternity. So Jesus starts out in Matthew 24, 4. She says, take heed that no one deceives you. Now, I want to say this. Man, I'm, telling, I'm saying some things that are so strong here, and you can get so offended by it. But let me tell you something. If you don't read the Bible for yourself and pray and seek God, then you, you might as well have a sign on your forehead that says, I don't trust God. Deceive me. Now, people say, I, I can't understand the Bible. Well, you couldn't understand math until you studied it. People say, I don't understand this. Well, you, you, there's nothing that you understand at this point in time that you suddenly came to understand without applying yourself, without study. And I'm telling you, don't, you know, if you, if you haven't read the Bible much, don't try to go back and read the Old Testament and get all that figured out. Just start with the Gospels and pay attention. Jesus is showing you who God is. He's showing you everything you can rely on God to do. He's showing you what God will do, what God won't do. He is the exact representation of God. Just read the Gospels over and over and over until you understand this is who God is. Jesus portrayed him perfectly. And once you get an understanding of who God is, then you're ready to read the rest of the New Testament epistles. And then at some point in time, you will be ready to go back and read uh, portions of the Old Testament. And now, let me tell you, uh, on our website, impactministries.com, we have hundreds of free video programs that you can watch about almost every subject in the world, looking at it from a biblical perspective. So, so go check it out. It's there. But I want you to understand, if you don't read the Bible for yourself, if you don't hear from God for yourself, you, you are you fit right in that category of people that are going to be deceived. Now, I want you to understand everything that's going to ha that is happening right now in America and the world is based largely on deceit. Is based on twisting facts. Is is based on creating false evidence. Now, it says uh, Matthew twenty four five. It says many will come in my name, saying, "I am the Christ," and they will deceive ministry. Many. Now, when Christians read that, they just kind of go to, but oh, they're going to say that they're Jesus. Well, I'll know whether they're Jesus or not. Well, number one, if you don't read the Gospels, you won't. If you don't know the Word of God, you won't. But more than to come in saying that they're Jesus, they're going to come and say that they're anointed, that they're anointed to be the deliverer. They're going to be the ones, the political leaders and religious leaders and all, any kind of leader that comes and says, I've got the answers and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to help you solve the problem. So now I, I want you to understand something. One of the things that's happening in our world right now is that political leaders, uh, Christian leaders, all kinds of religious leaders uh, are creating problems to get you into fear and, to, and they're, they're deceiving you about what the problems really are. But the key is then they want you to turn to them 
for the solution. And once they create a problem and you look at that problem independent of the word of God, independent of how God shows you to understand what's going on, then you will be deceived and you will trust the workers of iniquity. You will trust the evil doers of the world to solve the problem that they created. Now, verse six, it says, now you're going to hear of wars and you're going to hear of rumors of wars. Now, this is really important that you understand this because many of these things are really happening, but much of what we hear is not based in reality. It's exaggerations. You know, right now in America, uh, and, and you know, we'll, we'll look at this next. I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit, you know, where Jesus talks about nation will rise against nation. Well, that's the concept of uh, different ethnicities rising. It's about ethnic warfare, about ethnic divide and hatred that's happened in America and around the world. I want you to, I want you to understand something. What you see on the news media about the racial divide in America is a complete lie. It's a complete exaggeration. That's, you know, what's happening in New York, you know, Minneapolis, uh, Atlanta, Los Angeles, that's not, that's not what is happening in the rest of the country. That is not the voice of the average person. These are people creating problems and then saying, you need to listen to us and we will tell you how to solve. You know, we're going to go out and burn houses down. We're going to burn buildings down. We're going to murder people. We're going to destroy. We're going to create warfare in the streets. But trust us, we're going to tell you how to solve this problem. I got news for you. The people that make the problems are never the people that you can trust to solve the problems. And, um, and people are just sucking this stuff up and falling into it. And I, I want you to know that most of what you see happening in the street is done by communist, anti-American, anti-God agitators that are being paid, many of them, to be agitators, to start wars in the street. And are there peaceful protesters? Yes, there are. Are there people that are really trying to find some answers? Yes, they are. But the problem is they're always being hijacked by people who are seizing upon their misery and their sorrow to deceive the entire nation. Don't fall for it. But Jesus says this. He says, see that you are not troubled. Now, I want you to understand something. If you believe what's being told, if you believe what the fear mongers are, are feeding you, you're going to be troubled. You know, one of the things that God hates more than anything else, a gossip, a slander, a liar. As a matter of fact, the Bible talks about, talks about the, that there's six things that the earth can't bear. And there's a seventh thing that is just beyond wickedness. And that is he who sows discord among the brethren. I got news for you. The, the news media is a bunch of Luciferian, lying, slandering gossips who have one intention, and that is to turn neighbor against neighbor, mother against daughter, father against son, brother and sister against each other, and in order to deceive you and put you into fear to bring about the goal of a one world, a Luciferian elitist government. That, that's the whole goal. That, that's it. And, uh, and we are listening to these people. We are listening to their lies and we are going to be, or we're not going to be seduced. We are being seduced. But then Jesus says something that's incredibly interesting. He said, he says, uh, so he said, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. 
Now, see, when we read a scripture like this where it talks about the end, our tendency is, oh, the end, the end of time. And so immediately, based on our religious definitions, <clears throat> we go to a place that uh, we don't even understand what we're thinking. If you really want to know the truth. Um, like I said, it's very important you understand something. You have been taught, you know, when I first got saved, by the way, you know, I didn't go to church for quite a while because I wanted to read the Bible first. I, re you know, I read the New Testament through at least once and probably several times before I ever went to church for the first time because my commitment to God was, I'm not going to believe what anybody says about you unless I see it in the Bible for myself. And so by the time I went to church, you know, I was walking with God, living for God and had read the Bible for myself. And, and, you know, I didn't say I understood all of it, but I'm telling you, I had a pretty decent handle, at least on much of the new Testament and the teachings of Jesus. But, uh, uh right off the bat, they were having a Wednesday night Bible study about the book of revelation. And I'm telling you, I went through that thing. And it was sort of like, this is so mystical. This is so far out. This is so weird that nobody can understand it. You, you go through this whole thing. I forgot how many weeks of this thing went on. At the end of it, nobody understood anything. Why? Because it wasn't, it, it wasn't practical. It wasn't based on the Word of God. It was, it was more taking current events and trying to interpret the Bible based on current events than interpreting current events based on the Bible. And so over the years, I just noticed that whenever people taught on the book of Revelation or taught anything about end times, Man, it would be so mystical, so goofy, so far out, so weird. Let me, give, let me give you an example. I can remember when I was doing my undergraduate work, and we were studying what's called eschatology. And eschatology is about these end-time events. And we were reading the book of Revelation about how that, uh, you know, how about some things that were going to happen in Jerusalem, they would be seen and witnessed all over the world. And we saw that the Antichrist would have this power to control people and control their spending uh, everywhere in the world. And I'm telling you, we were all scratching our heads about, oh man, what is this going to be? And, and I can remember people putting forth the idea that there would be idols that would be in people's homes that, uh, you know, that could speak and that had, you know, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was, you know, we were trying to figure it out. Now I, I didn't know what the answer was, but I'll tell you what, I remember thinking, you know, all this stuff we're talking about is just way too mystical. I don't, I don't, understand this. I'm just going to wait and see. Well, here we are with the internet, with the worldwide internet. Here we are with 5G satellites being, being put up all over the world. So, it, so that eventually everywhere in the world, every person in the world will be able to be tracked and identified and, and all their spending habits will be able to be tracked. And they will, they will either be able to buy or sell based on then at that point in time, uh, what we call the mark of the beast, which is going to be a decision to surrender basically to the state. Now, <clears throat> there's no way we could have known that, but instead of just saying, hey, we don't know, we jump, you know, everybody wants to jump to all of these mystical theories and, and interpretations. And, and so that, that's how we are about all this end time stuff is we jump to all these places. Number one, we don't even understand it's not the end of time. Jesus is not coming back to destroy the world. He's coming back to bring peace for a thousand years to actually, dis, to actually overthrow and destroy the Antichrist, his armies and his followers and give the entire world the chance to discover who he is. So we've been told that when Jesus comes back, you, you know, if our, if our kids aren't saved, they're going to hell right then. That's, no, that's not true. They're going to get a chance to see who God really is 
because they're going to get to see Jesus rule and reign and planet earth. So it's like, it's like we start with a wrong premise. We take everything out of context and then we don't even know the Bible. We look more at current events trying to figure these things out. Well, I want you to understand, uh, all of these things are coming to pass, but it says that the end is not yet. Now, this is really, really important. The word end, we take that word, we jump straight to the concept of end times. Jesus come back to me, the end of times. No, the end of time is not going to happen until a thousand years after Jesus sets up his kingdom rule here on planet Earth. Well, then what is it talking about? The end. Well, the word end is really interesting word, the word that the English has translated the end. It, sometimes that word will be translated as completed. Um, it, 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 you'll see it translated as different things, but this is not talking about the end, something being over. It's talking about something being completed. It's about something reaching its goal. And so, you know, for example, you know, with the law, the end of the law is not that the law goes away as long as about it. The end of the law is love because the law teaches us how to walk in love toward each other. The law is not love. It just shows us what love looks like if you put it in practice. Well, you know, the Jews never got to the end of the law because they turned it into religious legalism and used it to control and manipulate people. Well, uh, all of these, when there's an end, when there's a, a when there's a, defined a goal for something, we have to realize then whatever is happening is happening deliberately and with intention. So there is a defined goal, but behind all of these things that are happening in the world today, and that defined goal is to bring us to a place where we are so deceived, where we are so filled with fear that in fact, the world turns its back on God. The world gives up faith as a whole. I want you to understand something. True Luciferians know that Satan is never going to win the battle. True Luciferians know that they're going to spend eternity in hell. They know that they cannot conquer and overthrow God. So they know that the only way they can hurt God is by destroying what God loves. Well, what does God love? God so loved the world. God loves mankind. The goal here is to turn people away from God, to turn people to wickedness uh, for the one express purpose of attempting to break God's heart and express the eternal hatred that Lucifer has for God and has for the object of his affection. I'll tell you, one of the reasons Lucifer hates you is because God loves you more than he loved Lucifer, even before Lucifer fell. Now, so, so there is this goal, and, it's, and so it says, for nations going to rise against a nation, and kingdoms going to rise against kingdom. Well, again, remember that those word that word nation is in the Greek is ethnos. It's talking about it's talking about ethnic conflict, and so ethnic conflict have, is one of the main ways right now that that uh, destruction and animosity is happening in just almost every uh, nation in the world. And it goes on to say there's going to be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. And it says, now, all of these are the beginning of sorrows. Well, the, all of these sorrows have a goal. All of these sorrows is to bring fear on people, to deceive people, to get people to not trust God, to get people to trust the government, to get people to trust religion, to get people to trust anything, anyone other than God. 
So is this the end? No, the goal hadn't been fulfilled yet because there's, there's some things that are going to happen. You know, there's a thing called the great falling away. And you know what? So many believers are going to fall away. And one of the reasons they're going to fall away is because they are going to believe that it is God doing all of these wicked, harmful things that bring all this sorrow on the earth. You know, I get, I, I, I got an email just the other day. They said, well, where is God in this? Why? Well, why did God create all the races if they were going to hate each other? Well, that's just typical of somebody who does not understand God, who believes the Luciferian lie that God is in control and everything that happens, God is making it happen. None of that's true. None of that's in the Bible. That's what religion has told us for thousands of years. Now, again, let me mention this. You might want to check out my book, Apocalypse, an audio series, because I'm telling you, this is going to give you a roadmap about how we got here what's going to happen next and how you can live as an overcomer, no matter what happens. And I want you to be an overcomer. I do not want you to succumb to the fears, the frustration, all these things that are going, going wrong in the world. But also want you to realize something, all of this, th these nations rising against nation, the kingdom against kingdom, the famine, the pestilence, the earthquake, all that kind of stuff. Every bit of that is man-made to deceive you into thinking that there's not enough food for the whole world. You know, the whole thing for population control and the idea that the, that the, food, that the world can't sustain the population, that's a lie that has been around since Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh was a, was a Nephilim that uh, ex existed in ancient uh, Sumer, and uh, even that far back uh, as a way to justify destroying human life, that the idea was floated forward that uh, that population control had to be enacted in order to sustain life on planet Earth. That is a lie, lie, lie that, that is being promoted by people. Some of them are dumb enough to believe it, but most of them just want to use it as a means to put you into fear and make you think that you can't trust God, you can't trust the Bible, but even more than that, you need to trust the liars who are putting forth these ideas. But this is just the beginning of sorrows. The destruction is to bring about uh, a world without God, a world where the Antichrist can, can emerge. Now, you might be saying, well, why would God let the Antichrist emerge? Well, I'll tell you why. God's not letting the Antichrist emerge. We are because we don't believe the truth about who we are. We are because we vote in crooked, dishonest, godless politicians because we like the way they give speeches. We like something about them. Uh, we like the way they talk and are just because they're a part of our political party. I got, I got news for you. There is no right political party. You got to look at people. You got to look at the way we vote, but we're giving our power to godless people and then praying for God to fix everything that's going wrong. Well, I got news for you. God can't fix everything that's going wrong because he's given us authority on planet earth and we could be making godly decisions. We could be making things work. You know something? I will do everything I can to prepare you, but I want you to understand something. One of the key things that you have got to do if you're going to be an overcomer is it's got to start with, I can't blame God. That's got to, God is not the problem. And you're going to start seeking God. You're going to start reading the word of God and you're going to start opening your heart up to, to, and not believe all these lies because I'm just going to tell you if you, if your heart gets troubled because you're in fear, 
And that tells you that you are deceived. And if you're deceived, you, you're not going to survive what's coming ahead. I, I'm not trying to drive you by fear. I'm trying to get you out of fear. I'm not trying to get you to look at the problem. I'm trying to get you to look at the God that can protect you through all of these problems. So be sure and check out my book and my series on apocalypse. I'm going to be back next week. And I tell you, I'm going to help you understand how we're, how we're actually getting into this. And listen, we can still hit the brakes on this stuff. You know, this is something people don't realize. There's not an appointed time uh, in some, in, in, in some uh, spiritual clock that God says, okay, on this day, it's all ending. No, we're not there yet. And the Bible tells us things that we can do that will determine when Jesus comes back or when he doesn't come back. I got news for you. We can usher in the return of the Lord. We can put an end to all this if we want to. So be sure and check me out next week, next two weeks, and we'll teach you some incredible things about how to live in, in absolute victory. Check it out. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.